Welcome to Dungeon Delve, a podcast from Dungeons & Dragons featuring live play D&D adventures in convenient audio form. I'm Chris Perkins, Dungeon Master to the Stars and Principal Story Designer for D&D. The language and situations in this podcast may not be appropriate for everyone. And by everyone, I mean everyone. <laughs> <laughs> The first two episodes of this podcast are from the first session I ever played with the folks at Penny Arcade and PVP, while James Wyatt takes over as DM for episodes three and four. This first adventure was recorded in May 2008 and features Mike Krahulik, Jerry Holkins, and Scott Kurtz, coming up with their iconic characters for Acquisitions Incorporated. Note, the rules used in this session are from an earlier edition of Dungeons & Dragons, but... The role-playing and the storytelling are pure D&D. Are we recording now? Yeah. There's yeah. Oh. some pencils for you. As a dwarf, you said yours said as a mage? Yeah. See, mine, mine's well, going no, in now. It's your, it's your character name. As a human, you are decisive and rash. Oh, okay. You are nothing if not adaptable. As a dwarf, you share many qualities with the earth and rock of your mountain home. You are strong, hardy, and dependable. So, like, if you need a ride to the airport... This dwarf has got my back. I will no always... what time of day. Yeah. We're taking the long route. What season? Through the, through the mountain. <laughs> so you're playing the human wizard. You've got the half-elf. Right. You've got the dwarf. So... Do we need a first and a last name? It's up to you. Up to maybe, you. And maybe... Because it's like, if you just put one name on there, it's like, you're all mysterious. Like, share... Okay. Or, or uh, Sting, you know? Alright. So, the idea behind 4th edition, like previous editions of D&D, is you guys are a group of adventurers who have been working together. Uh, you uh, Profession- Professionally. You battle monsters, you acquire treasure, you gain <clears throat> levels. Uh, you basically complete quests, sometimes uh, personal quests, sometimes group quests. <laughs> You, when you kill monsters and complete missions, you get experience points, and that's what gets you up in levels. Uh, and the longer you play, sort of the greater the rewards. Um, I'm running two fourth edition campaigns right now with two different groups, and they're about level six now. And we just started playing, I guess, maybe six months ago. So they've they've climbed pretty quickly. You guys, since your first level, you probably haven't been together as a group very long. We just we just formed the corporation. Yes, essentially, you haven't thought of your uh, adventuring band name yet. It seems like it seems like that's important. It seems like we should have a band name, a group name. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's I, like it's like we well, you know how it is. It's like we, we, when we put, when we put out the like the public ads where it's like you, you tear the number off the bottom. Like we need to sort of say what our, exactly band. what our general. It's like hedges, you know. But our line is really more. Sort of gnaw based, you know. I still need a name. Did you choose? Did you choose a name? Yeah. What is your name? I'm Jim Dark Magic. Yo, come, Jim. Dark no. Magic. What? What? Why don't you just name yourself Chet Awesome Laser? Okay. No. No, that's good. Yeah, that's, no, that's good too. I'm from the New Hampshire Dark Magic. <laughs> it's a long line. Eastern. It's a very renowned family of magicians. Your, what was your name again, Jim? Jim Dark Magic. I gotcha. Listen, you, you have, you've never heard of the dark magic company? No. But well, I'm... Well, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> in the dark magics? Yeah. 
Well, listen, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to make a name that is twice as ridiculous just to make up for Jim. Is it, there's gonna have to be like five X's. There's nothing wrong with Jim. Jim is good. Is it, is it short for something? Jimmy. <laughs> James. <laughs> James Dark Magic the Third. <laughs> Oh jeez. Okay, so half elf cleric. Would you rather be Jim Jim Fell Magic? Would that be better? Well, this, this fell is. I think Fell is a step up. All right, fine. We'll change it to no, 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 no. I like it now. It, it, you have you have to hold. No, it's got to be dark it's magic. Good. It's what? It's got. You got to stick with dark magic okay. now. No, you stick your, your guns or wands or whatever. You can call me James. <laughs> so you're, yeah, playing, you're playing the cleric, right? Yes, I am. And uh, who's your deity? Who do you revere? He doesn't re- believe in God. Is there, is it possible, can you have an atheist cleric? I guess not. <laughs> not really. You do have to sort of choose one patron. Um, I'm not sure if it's on your character sheet. Well, I like to... There are, there, are, there are many, many fine choices to choose. From. I like to shop around when it comes to gods. <sighs> you could uh, worship Avandra. She is the god of change, freedom, trade, travel, adventure. You could worship Bahamut. You know Bahamut. Yeah. I, mean, I think we all do. Yeah. Final Fantasy fans. Yes, the dragon god of justice and protection. There's Coralon, who is uh, traditionally envisioned as an elven deity, but anybody can worship him. He's the god of the arts and arcane magic. Hmm. Uh, god Arathis, she is the goddess of civilization and law. Does each god confer different powers to him? In a manner of speaking, yes. There's, it sort of adds a flavor to your cleric, uh, both mechanically as well as... Uh, What's the difference between a cleric and a paladin? <laughs> Paladin is—they're both—they're both both divine characters, um, but the paladin is a slightly more military bent, more uh, into getting in your grill with a sword and beating you senseless, sort of taste my justice kind of thing. Okay. As opposed to the cleric, who is sort of a party leader type, who coordinates battles, buffs and heals his buddies, and also steps up when he needs to, Um, but he's not necessarily the frontline guy drawing all the aggro. So he's sort of somewhere between a priest and a paladin? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, You could worship Melora. She is the god of the wilderness and the sea. Cord is the storm god and the lord of battle. I like that. Uh, Uh, Cord seems like a good one, but let's move it back to Avandra. All right. What what, what were those spheres again? Uh, She is the god of change, delights in freedom, trade, travel, adventure, and the frontier. Uh, See, that sounds sounds like exactly the Her commandments are uh, luck favors the bold. Mm Mm-hmm. Take your fate into your own hands, and she will smile upon you. Strike back at those who would rob you of your freedom and urge others to fight for their freedom. And change is inevitable, but it takes the work of the faithful to ensure that change is for the better. Yeah, it's the trade thing that I like. Because mm-hmm. I sort of see, I, I, I'm sort of hooked on the idea of the company. And yeah. so, so he's, he's sort of like the CEO. Yeah. But it's like, he, but his, it's, it's a divine element to it. So her symbol are these sort of three wavy lines. Okay. What's your name, Scott? Maynard Shorty Pants. Uh, Are you being in front of me? No. I'm short. Uh, it's, uh, I chose Binwin Bronzebottom. Sorry, I wanted an alliteration. It's well, not no, a dwarf. No, listen, if you don't, you actually, you lose abilities if you are a dwarf and don't alliterate. Yeah. Well, Binwin is, bin is a D&D name I've used for a long time. And then I chose Bronzebottom because they always have like compound words, but yeah. I wanted to put butt in there somewhere. I like it. <laughs> Butts, but, but I wanted to have an old school butt, so I went with bottom. Bronze bottom. Yeah. Uh, it's a sturdy bottom. He basically. chuckled at it. I don't know if he likes it or no, dislikes it. I'm that's, sold. That's, that's the type of name that might end up in, oh, say, a D&D product one. <laughs> Pin one bronze bottom. Jim Dark Magic won't? Uh, well, let me Maybe write in. that down. <laughs> I 
I should have gone with Fell Magic. No, you got a call from Blizzard. Fell is our word for dark magic. Because <laughs> it's fallen. I couldn't. I couldn't. Fell. Fell dark. <laughs> fell. Fell dark magic. Dick. Bad. Jim no. Dark fell. No. Jim Dark fell bad. No, your, ominous. Your first name should be Fell. Fell Dark Jim. I mean, I, I would turn it around. Yeah. <clears throat> or Fell Dark Evil. How about Ominous Dark Fell Bad? <laughs> you can call me Omni. Omnimix. So the D and D world is a very dark place. It's sort of like. Fell. Uh, <laughs> It's, think of it as points of light in the darkness, that there are these places of safety and sanctuary and all of these dark places in between that the brave wander. And some of them even come back from these places. You are of a mind to go into these dark places either to explore or to complete the tasks that the common, the common folk uh, would never think to do. Some okay. would call you foolish, some would call you daring. Love favors the bold, that's what my god always says. What's so. your name? Omen Dran. Omen Dran? But Does it's like O-M-I-N, not like the word. Hmm. And is Dran the last name? Dran. Yeah, yeah, it's short for something. I haven't figured out what it's short for yet. Okay. Don't worry, that's what adventuring's all about. Right. So then, then, yes, you don't have to solve Maybe we'll find a phone book in the crypt. You don't have to solve the, your character the right off the bat. You want your characters to sort of grow and develop, and uh, you'll start to build relationships. Right, and you'll start to add, and add consonants and I've vowels. Never, yes, apostrophes. Yeah. I've never done this. Do we have to speak in accents? No. No, okay. no. no. Every, fact, every yeah. group is, is really different as far yes. as what is accepted on that. Some players prefer to speak of their characters in the third person, you know. Uh, I tell him. Jim does this. Jim does that. Okay. Uh, or my character <laughs> does this. My character does that. Okay. Others prefer to get into the first person and say, I, I do. do this. I do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like Yaz. Yeah. Well, we play with a guy in, uh, we always refer to ourselves as our characters, say, in, in WoW, mm -hmm. but he always tells us about his character, like, in the third person, even okay. though he's playing as the character. Got so, it. I mean, everybody has a different relationship to their guy. Right. I feel pretty close to Jim. I think already? I, I think I am Jim already, yeah. Listen, I, think you need, I think you need to make mention of the dark magic plan. Hey. And, like, to always trying to get advantage <laughs> based on your, on your lineage. I don't know, maybe you haven't heard Th That might be a disadvantage to us, by the way. If we walk into town, they might know what kind of magic you're using. Dark magic? Yeah. But maybe it's not dark magic. Maybe, maybe that's there to throw people off. I see. Trail. It's just your name. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I just want you guys to know, I, I was a DM once in my life, yeah. and my adventure was that the adventures were brought into a town to stop a, a wizard that was attacking it, and it turned out that the king had hired the wizard to attack the town so he could raise taxes. So if a wizard's attacking a town, we know it. It could be. <laughs> You've been there before. Yes. Yeah, I've done it. All right, we're, I, think, I think we're ready to roll. So, Excellent. So it's, it's fresh. The, the articles of incorporation have just been signed. We put it together. We're, we're ready to... We're ready What's our to, company What's our company name? We need a company name, don't we? Well, we should put your god's name in it. What's your god's name again? Avandra. Well, uh, Avandra is Avandra is good, but this is this is I mean, we have her endorsement, but I think that this is a more this is a more mercenary endeavor. So it has to be something that communicates some of our services, but also is is inviting, is inviting to the person who is you know looking at the advertisement. Kill and Gold Incorporated. Let's see. Uh, that's brazen. Oh, um, and I'm <laughs> I'm looking for something that um, has a little more. Uh, well, because I thought we like to kill. And we like gold. Murder. Mm -hmm. And we are incorporated. <laughs> well, we are incorporated. I don't, I don't mind incorporated. Do our characters need motivation? The uh, adventure may provide some of that once you sort of realize what you're up to. Okay. Uh, you may have some other motivations on the side that, I've got some that you know about. 
that you guys don't know about yet. Yes. As a wizard, you're... <laughs> you're mysterious. You're, you're an arcane character, and uh-huh. your powers come from the arcane power source, essentially, which is a little bit different flavored from the cleric's divine power or the fighter's martial power. Uh, your powers feel very magical, and wizards generally like to acquire new staffs and wands and orbs because stuff. they can use basically magical stuff. They also like to collect rituals. Uh, eventually, when you're high enough level, you'll be able to cast rituals that let you do all kinds of crazy things above and beyond what you can do in combat. Okay. Your life is measured in your hit points. Um, and there's a... a do blind... I, is that on my sheet here? Somewhere? Yeah. Right there. Oh, okay. 23. When you run out of those, uh, you fall down. Okay. Do I die? Not, mm, not right away. Okay. Uh, what happens when you fall down, when you drop to zero or negative numbers, essentially, is you make rolls uh, to see whether or not you can get back up or whether or not you get worse. Um, oh, okay. Or whether or not you sort of stay status quo. Uh, when you, Once you fall down, you sort of have to rely on your friends to come to your aid, and they can do things to heal you. You've got a cleric with you. That's a great you can asset. So he can bring you back up. I can bring you back up, but you're yeah. not... If you die, die, we're in trouble. Yeah, um, if you die, die, yeah. They're going to be... So imagine imagine that you have a uh, an area of hit points below your actual hit points okay. that is like unconsciousness, mm-hmm. and we need to catch you in that phase. But that that number of hit points is sort of ambiguous? Nope. It's, uh, it's, a, it's set. It is set. Oh, okay. And let me take you down to the line underneath your hit points there, uh, which says bloodied. That's okay. half of your hit points. Uh, when you are bloodied, when you're down to half or fewer... I've got the crack kicked out of me. Yeah, you're, you're looking a little uh, messed up. Usually that doesn't mean anything as far as your combat capabilities, although there are some monsters in the game that are particularly good or, or have powers that trigger against bloodied enemies. And so you're always advised to be cautious. And also they may have a new abilities. I read about this. They, have, they might have new abilities. When we get them down to half, yes. they might have new shit that they do. Right. For instance, there, is a, there are monsters in the game that become more potent once they're okay. bloodied. They sort of fly into a rage. That makes um, sense. Orcs are in that category. And once you start getting down low on hit points, you can boost yourself back up. Every character has some ability to heal himself or herself. I have healing surge. That's it. Uh, you have a certain number of those per day. Right. Every time you spend one of those during uh, an adventure, that total drops down for the day. And is that like today, or will today. our adventure take multiple days? Your oh, yeah. adventure could take many days, but your healing surges will go up to full at the start of each new day. Each new real life day. Each no. new game day. Each new game, game day. day. If he oh, says you sleep, you sleep. Then yeah, you yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. If you decide that you've been going through the dungeon long enough and you've had the crap kicked out of you and you want to go back to town to rest and recuperate, then it'll be basically a new day when you resume. I'll get five your, more healing surges. All your healing surges will go back up to full. Okay. When you spend a healing surge, uh, you get a number of points back per day. Um, so you see, you've got two things there: healing surge and then. Healing surges per day, I think it says, or surges yeah, per yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, healing surges five, surges per day yeah. seven. Okay. Whenever, so you've actually got seven healing surges. Okay. Whenever you spend one, you get five hit points back. Oh, I see. You get a quarter of your hit points back. I see. Yeah. During any given encounter, a character can spend what's called his, his second wind. That's the sort of game term. When you use your second wind, you're spending a healing surge, basically. You're getting back your five hit points or your... Uh, and you can do that points. once per encounter? Once per encounter. So that's but, eight battle. 
Yeah. Okay. In every battle, you can you can use a healing surge basically once. But but you've got a cleric. You don't have the paladin. But there are other classes that can give you more healing surges, and that's sort you of can heal. Yeah. yeah. I can heal, and I can kick off your healing surges. Exactly. Okay. So let's say you've already spent your healing surge in an encounter that's particularly brutal and bloody. The cleric can say, I am going to use my healing word power to let you spend another one of your healing surges, and you get back another five hit points. Okay. I'm no mathematician. I have 31 hit points. Yes. I have seven uh, hit points per healing surge and 12 surges per day. Mm-hmm. It's a tough character. I've beaten your system, sir, because I'm going to spend all 12 surges and bump. That's 84 hit points, and that's more than I started with. System you can never B. go over your max. Oh, oh, son of a gun. Oh, he fucking, he took your shit apart. Fuck. All right. Thought so, I had it beat. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I've, I've, I've formed the, the articles. Acquisitions Incorporated. I feel like it's very tasteful. It's going to appeal to, you know, multiple levels of society as long as they know what the word acquisitions means. It's abbreviated. Okay. So, Inc. so where yes, we, it could be. We meet an in. Uh, or, or maybe maybe at our, our corporate headquarters, well, which is the inn. The adventure is sort of taking place around a small village, a, a fortified village called Winterhaven. This place is one of those very, very faint points of light in the darkness I was talking about. Uh, and they've been having a lot of problems of late. So it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to build some, yes. some PR, basically. Absolutely. You guys want a reputation? Here's yeah. a great place to build one. And uh, Winterhaven is remote enough, uh, but... Uh, is it's on a trade road, so it does have some some stuff going on there. Uh, but it's a there's a lot of trouble around there, and they they've been having it for a long time. And actually, we're going to sort of jump in the middle of things here and say that you've already had a few encounters with some of the local wildlife. Okay, so when you say wildlife, do you mean animals or do you mean, I mean horrible monsters? I mean actually uh, goblins and kobolds and I other see. monsters. And you've been basically. Uh, beating them back and cleaning out the the, the surrounding territory from these uh, horrid little raiders. Incursions. Exactly. And trying to get to the root of the problem of why they're suddenly all stirred up and, and getting in the Winterhaven people's face. Exactly. So are, are we here under a, a contract from the sort of nominal leadership? or uh, You had heard from a trader. You, you had been elsewhere. Yeah. And a trader coming from Winterhaven said, oh, there's so much there's so much wrong up there. It, we... we we got to stop. We're not going back there anymore. And you're like, oh, we can solve this problem. I'm sure there's money in it. Yeah. And so you went up and you started to kick the crap out of a bunch of kobolds and goblins um, on behalf of the local mayor. There we go. There. And he's sort of taking a shining to you at this point. And you've learned uh, while kicking the crap out of goblins and kobolds that they seem to be taking their orders from a figure. They were taking their orders from a figure named Iron Tooth. Okay. So So you have. So we know that he has at least one tooth. Yes. And that it is made of iron. Probably. I'm going to write this down. Taking notes? Yeah, okay, iron. Okay, tooth. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm good. And uh, you... Can I roll to kill iron tooth? What's that? Can I roll to see if I kill iron tooth? You actually haven't had any luck oh. finding him. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we could get this over with real quick. <laughs> Except, I don't know. I, I'm Jim Dark Magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're not familiar with how the dark magics do things. Seriously, we don't fuck around. Dark magic. Okay, let's do it. But uh, in your search of the surrounding area... Like a few days ago, you saw something um, that hadn't been mentioned to you when you were in Winterhaven. You were sort of surprised by this. And that is, as you're going through the hill and you reach the top of a hill, you saw the ruins of an old keep up there. And you're like, what's this doing here? Why don't the people in town actually talk about this place? Does does it look like the same construction? It looks like a very, very uh, old human-constructed 
uh, keep that literally fell um, to the ground. It's really nothing more than a ruin with a few walls sticking up here and there. Fell like like fell over or fell uh, like it, it looks like it was attacked sometime okay, in the well, past. And you're like, okay, well, let's could we, be we could check this out now or we could go back in time and see if they know anything about this place. And when you, you decide... I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. We're going in. Okay. Oh, we're not going to... You don't think my, it might be... I mean, it's possible that a creature like Iron Tooth, and you suspect at this point that he might be a particularly tough goblin, maybe a hobgoblin, which is like a, a super bigger goblin. goblin it's like two goblin. goblins standing on top of yes. each other. <laughs> you ever heard of a rat king, where the rats are so packed together, their tails actually grow together? That's what a hobgoblin is. It's kind of like a rat king. Well, is that a real thing? You never heard of a rat king? No. Yeah. It's in New York all the time. Okay. The rat population in urban cities are so great that they have nowhere to go, and they actually... Grow, they fuse together. What? They okay. can't separate. It's they called a rat king. One giant rat. Well, yeah, they're in the most terrifying thing. That's not true. That's, that's true. Like, that's like alligators no, in the sewer. No, that's true. Rat no, king is true. Yes. Have you ever heard of an alligator king? It's like when a bunch of alligators. Listen, <laughs> you can mock the rat king. But someday he'll come for you. Yeah. Yeah. He'll die. <laughs> no, my thinking is that yeah, if we go back and tell them, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's that's the keep. Um, and then if we just go and get it, and there's riches, then maybe we just don't go back to Winter Haven. That's, fine that's, that's my perspective that's true. On, the, on, the, on the situation. Well, I mean, if, from a PR perspective... Jim likes that idea. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I'm not speaking about Jim in the third person. I am Jim speaking about myself in the third person. <laughs> so Jim is Jim is, Jim is approves. Yeah, Jim this. approves. All right, well, let's, let's move forward. All right. You're able to explore the ruins thoroughly, and... Uh, you sort of get a sense that there have been creatures poking around there recently, uh, but the keep itself is in a complete shambles. It kind of looks like this, actually. Oh, so this is—it's substantial. Wow. It's, it's on yeah. a fortified. It's in a fortified area. It's high on a hill. It is, and you're like, why weren't we told about this? Huh? What what possible reason could the town of Winterhaven have to shield you, Acquisitions Incorporated? Exactly. From something so obvious, but there it is this stark white-walled structure in the night. And you start to poke around the walls, and you discover that there is a shack tucked among these walls inside. It's basically the only like a basketball wooden player structure or? Oh. inside the, the, the compound yeah. that seems to have survived everything else. Any other wooden structure, like the what might have been stables or whatever, have basically been reduced to flinders. But when you poke flinders. around in there... Flinders, I love this guy. You see a staircase going down into the, into the hill. Hmm. And you see there are some bones on it. Like, Jim wants to go in. Jim says... Is that Jim saying that, or are Jim, you telling... No, Jim speaks about himself in right. the third person. I gotcha. He has a very high opinion of himself. Well, the, the air is uh, kind of cool, and you sort of hear this owl hooting off in the distance. Jim is terrified of owls. I understand. I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An owl killed Jim's grandmother, actually. Is this your character development? Yeah, and so Jim really wants to go downstairs right now. To escape the owl. Gina Dark Magic? <laughs> yeah. It is said that this forest has dire owls. <coughs> dire fell owls. <laughs> 40 feet wingspan. All right, well, I'm, I notice how you put me in front since well, I'm the fighter. I did I did move your figurine in front of yes. my figurine close to the stairs, and I see that Jim Dark Magic... Jim's taking it through. He's keeping an eye on the back door. In case of owls. In case of yeah. owls. Those things, those fuckers get caught in your hair. <laughs> yeah. That's trouble. Did you know that owls actually eat your teeth? They'll eat the teeth right out of your head. Oh. And, and they fly away? They fly away. They don't even care. Really? It's true. God damn ivory merchants. So this is probably a good time to tell you that you all have cool things that you can do in combat. 
you know, not that you're going to get into a fight or anything. Right but, away. Uh, is, is, oh, is this the save point? Like, <laughs> we just, is there a glowing circle? Afraid not. Uh, but at the bottom of your sheet there, you can see your powers kind of start. And some of them are flagged green, some of them red, and some of them black. Green powers are your at-will powers. You can use them as often as you want on your... You, on your turn, you basically have three actions. Attack, move, and then what's called a minor action, which is good for like drawing weapons or drawing a potion or, or uh, doing all kinds of little incidental things. Most of your powers basically happen as attacks, and your green power, uh, you never run out of those. Your uh, red powers are encounter powers, which means once you use that power in a given encounter, you can't use it again until the next encounter. Right, right. And then the black one is your daily. And once you use that, it's gone for the day. And you won't get that back until you uh, rest. AKA, save it for Iron Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and of course, as once we get into our first combat, and yeah, you got more on the backside there. Oh, cool. So on this daily power, if mm -hmm. it says miss, don't, you don't expend the use. So if I miss, I didn't technically use it. Exactly. That's handy. Yes. The daily powers are pretty butch. Not only do they do a, a significantly more damage than the other types of powers, but they usually have some effect even if you miss. So you don't feel bad for having kind of shot your wad and uh, gotten nothing out of it. Awesome. Now, if we had not used our these pre-rolled characters, would we have chosen all these yes. abilities ourselves? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And the player's handbook, every class has basically... Almost like a, a chapter's worth of space. Like, like look. Just with. Oh, I see. Pardon my ignorance, but this is this isn't even out yet, is it? No. Oh. It comes out in June. So. So yeah, you she would choose your oh, own cool. and then as you level up, you choose new powers. Yes. I see. Okay. Or, or swap out old ones. That's the thing is, <clears throat> at some point you sort of uh, with with fourth edition you sort of reach your your maximum limit of attack powers, and at particularly high levels you start to replace your outmoded low level powers with better ones. So you never have so many choices that you are completely overwhelmed and you don't know what to do in a given encounter. So you're This reads very much like a tactics game. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. The well the powers being attack powers of course and being the fact that you're sort of playing on a mini's battle grid, there is a lot of tactics involved, as as you will soon see. You descend the staircase. What? <laughs> are we gonna fight what? Okay. You descend the staircase and you see that the bones on the stairs appear to be like small animal bones. And Do any of them have iron teeth? I'm just saying some someone should check. <laughs> well, then what I'd like you to do is to make a perception skill check. On the back end, on the back side of your sheet are your skills. Skill. And they're in a table. And perception should be listed in there somewhere. Whenever you're asked to make an attack roll or a skill check or anything like that, you're always sort of rolling the same die. And it's the 20-sided die. Guys, this is my first time rolling... For real? For real. I've never... I mean, I've, like... I, I have to tell you, I find it hard to believe that you've never played Dungeons & Dragons. It's important no, to roll well. Nerd. It's important to roll well, or you will curse the dice forever. This is pivotal. This is my first roll. I'm here for it. For real, like, like my, not playing. I'm, like, breaking my dice hymen. Get, get it on film, what? dude. That's gross. Roll the dice. What? Why did you ruin it with that? I was asking him to take a picture of everything. The picture's not going to show my hymen. All right. In D and D, what? Is high, roll. high rolls are always good. Okay, so I'm so I'm actually rolling because I said I wanted to look and see if they have iron teeth. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So you roll, and, and my perception is plus one. Yeah, see, that's, that's a good DM right that's there. You were making a joke, but yeah. he's turned that 
retarded ass joke. Well, it was a pretty good joke. But I well, I mean, you know, it was pandering okay. to the audience. So whenever I roll, I'm going to add plus one to it. Yeah, exactly. You just figured it out. Oh my god, your first roll is a 20. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, modified, but still. Yeah, yeah, it's 19. 19, 19 plus, plus one, one, though, is 20. But that's actually an incredible roll. So, I... I am able to what? Look and see. You're able to uh, take a look at the bones, and actually, you you find you see something. Uh, you don't see an iron tooth, but you see something else. You're pretty sure that these uh, scattered bones were kind of left here deliberately, and that they have been gnawed on. That something lives down here, and it basically feeds on animals, and it scatters their bones on these stairs. And you also notice as you're going down the stairs that you're actually stepping on a few of them, and they're making soft crunching noises. Oh, I see. Mm. So they're in a. It, it's like a alarm system. It's like the oh, old school alarm system. I got gotcha. you. Hey, do you mind if I roll my dungeoneering and Absolutely. make a guess at what would eat, what would set up a trap like this? You thing? sure can. <laughs> what are you doing? Wow. He's got the dungeoneering skill. He's going to make a skill check and add his bonus there. Fifteen. What is dungeon? I don't know. I've never even heard dungeoneering. The dungeoneering. No, the dungeoneering skill is. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's, it's a great skill to have. It, it means it's not his first time to the rodeo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you want to sort of study a underground chamber to see if there's a secret door there, or, I mean, if, like... Oh, so he's been experience. in dungeons before. He knows about dungeons. Or, yeah. or who, who the dungeon was, who built the dungeon, that kind of information. That's what dungeoneering is all about. And you rolled a 12? I did. Plus yeah. 3, which is 15. You know, is this floor safe kind of thing. That's a dungeoneering. Okay. Right, right. Or what kinds of creatures that live in underground yes. holes might exactly. are crafty <laughs> enough to do shit like this? So did you succeed? We'll find out. We don't know. Goblins. Okay. Definitely goblins. It's, yeah, okay. I had, I had a sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so I would have not even known to do that. No, I would. I'm so, so screwed. You saw the okay, so we saw the bones. You saw the bones. I saw the bones, and I was like, "You investigated them." I investigated them, and I was able to determine that there's some sort of alarm. Yeah, they crack when I walk. Yeah, up. and then he knew. And meanwhile, I'm up front doing nothing. You're eating a cheeseburger. I'm something. A fell burger. A fell and burger. You are like... You're, you're doing what fighters do. You're waiting for I'm something I'm waiting for something to, to attack. Yeah. Should I swing aimlessly just in case? Maybe there's something in front of me. Yeah. And you're like, so you okay, I've seen bones curious. like this before. Yeah. This is, these exactly. Are, a goblin ate these bones. I want a Shatner roll. <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, you see that these uh, the stairs sort of spill into a chamber supported by four pillars, uh, which is what I've drawn there these four circles being the pillars uh, that support the ceiling. And the ceiling is about 10 feet high. Uh, the, the walls seem to be of uh, loose mortared stone, and the place is dusty and clearly abandoned and has been exposed to the elements for years. What would you like to do? Benwin's time to shine! <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to make a perception check since I, you're in the lead? Yes, I would like to make a perception check. This Thanks for leading me into that. <laughs> so our position here is important. Uh, it kind of yeah. is. It, okay. it sort of is a cue to me to let me know who's in the lead, who's going to be the first to uh, do whatever. Yeah, I mean, there are situations where, I mean, obviously in the case of a dire owl situation, I mean, it may be that we want me to actually take up the back so that you don't, because, I mean, the clothy concept exists here, too. Oh, okay. So I'm wearing cloth. I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a wuss. Yeah. Like, for instance, let's say that the stairs uh, were a trap and they collapsed into a slide. That then deposited you into a pit of acid at the bottom. In, into a waiting mouth. Of a I, I would know based on your marching order that the that's possible. Was the first one to uh, dang to fall in. Fortunately, okay. that's not well, I rolled an eleven, and with my uh, perception, perception modifier, that is a uh, thirteen. Okay, uh, this place, this room, seems to be empty, devoid of occupants. Are you making this up as you go? 
I have an adventure with information here that, okay. tells, that sort of gives me a clue of what lies ahead. It's general info, but he probably didn't have specifics about to, about bones and teeth. And Okay. Well, I you listen, it's clearly safe to move forward, so yeah, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to enter in. Okay. So uh, move your figure where you like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move. Okay, stop. So how far can he move? Like, was that his turn? I don't uh, understand what's happening. Well, well not, since we're not, we're, not, we're, not we're not in combat yet, so you oh. can just sort of move wherever you want. Yeah, yeah and then he'll stop me when something happens. So when you get there, you guys on the stairs see him moving cautiously through the room, and then he disappears through the floor. No, fuck. And you see, <laughs> you see this big billowing pile of dust and what appears to be a stone-colored piece of canvas sort of collapse all around him. As he plunges into a pit. Nice job, Bidwin. It's Binwin. <laughs> but he's like wrapped up in Binwin. <laughs> Jim doesn't like this. And the dwarf makes some sort of noise like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> as uh, pieces of timber and uh, other things fall on top of his head. But it's a hard sound, not a soft, wet sound like it's full of spikes. <laughs> well, he's in armor, so it's this sort of clattering, crunching noise. <laughs> I found a trap. <laughs> It's safe now. You my, never liked Binwin. My fallen to holes skill is... All right. Serve me well. You take some damage falling into this uh, ten-foot deep pit. Oh. And you basically land prone on your face. Oh, yikes. Uh, I start to consider the position's open ad I'm going to post. You take five points of damage. Mm. What's 31 minus five? Noise. 20. You have to do math? 26. Thank you. Some math. You did not tell me there would be math. It, it, it's a very reasonable amount of math. And then almost immediately you feel uh, small creatures crawling all over your body. And you, they sort of make sounds like... Rats! 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 Okay. And you guys hear it too uh, as you just sort of stare agog in the middle of the room and see this dust cloud where the dwarf used to be. Now we are in a combat situation. I would like everyone to roll initiative. This is how we determine who goes first. And as always, it's a d20 roll. So do I have You, do. you have an initiative line. bonus on you. the front side of your sheet. Oh. Six. There you go. So I had plus six to whatever I rolled. Mm -hmm. How did Jim do? Jim rolled a 15 with his modifier. All right. And uh, how did uh, uh, Omen do? We're looking at an 18. That's a natural 18. And Binwin? Binwin did 11. Okay. Don't you have a modifier to your 18 now? I don't. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, Binwin, you realize as you sort of look up and adjust your helmet so it's facing forward again, uh, that the bottom of the, that rats, uh, normal sized rats, but a swarm of them have basically seeped into the bottom of the pit through cracks in the walls after <sighs> you landed in here. And they are biting and gnawing on you feverishly. The first to go, however, is Omen. Okay, so how deep are we talking about here? One, two, I can move six, right? Uh, that is your move, I believe. Your speed. Yeah, when you get to the edge and you look down over the pit, you see him lying face down and this swarm of black furry creatures uh, over top of him. Jeez. Do you have any dispel rats <laughs> in your cleric arsenal? How does, uh, how does your god feel about rats? Maybe uh, a quick prayer? Yeah, I'll, I'll send her a memo. We'll try to get some info. This is this is creepy because it's not like one big target I can hit. These are multiple. Yeah, Rat Swarm is a monster, uh, so you can fight it. Oh, okay, as if it were one creature. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, so it's it's about ten feet down. It's ten feet down. Okay. Um, 
Well, it's a matter of do you want you, know, do you want I, out? I also need you to make a perception check for Yeah. Me. Do you want out or do you want me to come down? Why is he rolling a perception check? Because he may notice There's a reason else. to be scared. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're looking at an 11. You are so just focused on the dwarf, you're not really paying attention to anything. But hopefully you will get it. So I have a question for you. Yes. When you just now suggested him to make a perception check, is that something that if we were better D&Ders, we would know, and you're just helping us out? Or No, not necessarily. There are things that I know about the encounter that you don't, and it's sort of my, okay. my job to... But a good D&D player wouldn't have been, been like, okay, hold on, I want to roll a perception check. It's possible. Okay. Uh, if, if you suspected that there was more to this trap than met the eye, I see. Uh, you okay. might be inclined to So we need so. to be thinking about things like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I probably should have made a perception check before I walked into a big open room that was empty. Would he have caught the trap if he'd done that, possibly? Possibly, yes. Possibly. He would have have noticed that there was a piece of canvas, stone-colored, lying down on the floor. (laughs) Depends on this. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, you didn't notice anything untoward. I'm sorry to interrupt your action. What would you like to do? No, it's no problem. Hey, so, there are... It's a swarm of rats. So, uh, you know some things about swarms. Um, Yeah. And this is a little insight into some 4th edition mechanics here. Uh, Swarms, because of their sort of constituent nature, uh, take half damage from melee and ranged attacks, basically weapon attacks. Oh, I see. But magic attacks. they are very vulnerable to area and close effect attacks, attacks that basically spread out in an area. Wizards have a lot of area and close effect powers. And clerics probably have uh, a few, too, although I don't know what your specific power selection is. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, most of it, I'm here to tell you, most of it is not area effect. No. Jim would love a shot at these rats. Well, here, and you're going to get it. You're yeah. going to, I'm you're counting on you, Jim. Early, in fact. Here, well, I'm going to I'm gonna hurl mm-hmm. uh, a length of rope down the hole. Good call. How do you do that? He has rope in his inventory. Basically, he is going, going, oh, yeah, inventory? You, yeah. you are going to spend a minor action to... Here, so here's the things you have. These are weapons. Okay. And here, here these are... Awesome things that you have in your bag. So I, I heard so that you, rope you down. S- you spend a minor action to take the rope out. Exactly. And then uh, My your, standard your action, standard action to down. lower it down. Done. Uh, Wait, so he didn't have to roll to do that? No. Some some actions are so if I tried mundane. To, if, I, if I had tried to lasso Binwin, maybe he would have got a roll. Right. But that's, a, that's for him to decide. Yeah. Yeah. So he just throws the rope down. Yeah. Uh, you have the. If you want to hold on to the rope, that's fine. That's what uh, I'm, okay. I'm. I'm waiting for him to Done. get his action. Okay. Maybe I'll be able to get him out. Jim, you're up. Jim would like to s- cast scorching burst into the hole. Okay. Well, you have to. So the first thing you want to do is move your dude oh. up uh, to so the edge of the move. You do, and your speed. Where's Six your speed? Squares. There you go. Now he counts as I can't. You can't end your move in the same square as a buddy. But you can move through them. Yeah. But I could go one, two, three, four, five. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I'm I'm also next to the yeah. Or I you, would, or you could even go diagonally if you wanted to. Oh, you can move diagonally. Yeah, for free. Oh, well, it okay. costs you one. So yeah. Uh, so, I would like to do a perception check. Okay, by all means. What are you looking for? Trouble. I'm just listen, Jim. This Jim wants to make sure everything's kosher. Jim rolls a fifteen plus one. That's sixteen. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what is Jim see? Uh, he sees a very unhappy dwarf uh, <laughs> right. crawling with rats. Uh, you also see that uh, this passageway seems to continue on for about 20 feet, this one for about 20 feet, this one for about 20 feet. You don't see anything down those passageways currently. They're just sort of dark and ominous. Okay. You also notice that uh, 
it suddenly occurs to you that you guys probably should, once you get the dwarf out of here, light something, like a torch or a lantern, because you had you had the light of the moon um, outside, out here, and it's actually, some of it's actually coming down through the staircase, but once you start going into these areas here, you're going to need another light source. Okay. Uh, would you like to make an attack against the swarm? Yes, Jim... Jim would like to cast Scorching Burst. A vertical Excellent. column of golden flames burns all within. Splendid. Including the hempen rope that my friend has just... <laughs> Jim's not worried about it. Okay. You can exclude the rope. Uh, you have rope too. So. Okay. Now, uh, you have some statistics there that will help you determine what you need to do next. Under attack, it tells you what you add to your d20 roll. Plus four versus reflex? What does that mean? Ah, so you don't worry Excellent about that. question. You don't worry about the reflex. In D&D, all creatures, including you guys, have four defenses. Armor class, which most most weapon attacks target your armor class. Okay. Your physical armor. It's yeah. like a cloth. Yeah, yeah, essentially, your cloth armor. Uh, and then uh, you have three other defenses. One is called fortitude defense, which is usually attacked by things like poisons to your system. Okay. Uh, reflex defense which represents your ability to sort of dodge and weave out of the way, okay. uh, and will defense, which are attacks against your mind. This particular attack is against the rat's will defense. Oh, versus or, the Sorry, uh, rat's, rat's form, reflex. Uh, reflex defense. That's right. So roll your d20 and add four, and I will compare... Oh, Fuck wow. yeah! What the hell? Nice I'm roll. super good at D&D. <laughs> so this is a special a case. This is an opportunity to talk about criticals, I guess. I roll yes. a natural 20. That is an automatic critical hit, which means... You do automatically maximum damage. And the so rats don't even can't get roll. away? They don't even have uh, to roll a reflex? Uh, you, you hit the reflex automatically. Easy. Yeah. Oh, because they couldn't beat that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, their reflex defense is 14. Usually oh. usually they don't tell you. I told you the dark magics. I, we, as a family, I will never doubt. Around. Listen. You haven't partied. You haven't My thing said that I'm dependable, but... This you, is you the, see this sort sort of scorching blast of fire all around you, and miraculously, not a single flame even touches you. Oh, so, rats man. so that isn't a concern What's anymore. That? Friends uh, in the area of effect. They could be, but not with the, a natural because swarm. Because the swarm is not entirely just on top of him, but sort of all around him. Yeah. he can redirect the attack so it doesn't just engulf him. But do I have to do I have to roll for my damage now? You would normally, but because you rolled a critical hit, it's you full. just do maximum. So it's as if you had rolled maximum on the dice. So, what's your damage, say? My damage is 1d6 plus 4 fire damage. So, normally you would roll a, a d6 and you would add 4 to the result. So, you would, you know. But be, be, because I rolled a 20 previously, you, you, you rolled the maximum. highest number on I get 10. 10 points four. of damage, yep. And they take it all. Not only that. Take it, rats! But uh, swarms are vulnerable to that type of attack, so they take an extra 5 on top of it. So, they take 15. Specifically, wow. Toby. Uh, specifically, uh, close and area attacks. And you roasted them. You saved my bacon. So congratulations, you caused these rats to scream. And then next, well, normally Binwin would go next. Unfortunately, there is another figure here that none of you have noticed. <gasps> oh shit! So this, this is these are these failed rolls. <laughs> these are the wages of, of this rolls. Is what happens when you don't roll? Good perception. perception check. <laughs> uh, no fault of yours. These guys are really good at hiding themselves. Let me get a little dude here. Uh oh. So, so how do we know you're not cheating back behind that screen? You we don't. Got? You don't. You have to trust me. Okay. I can oh, see. It's, it's just a little goblin. I mean, we're oh. we're fine. It is a little goblin with a big ass crossbow. Oh, okay, that's, that's worse. Uh oh. That's worse. And uh, he lines up a shot. It looks like he's been lining up this shot for several <laughs> seconds now. 
And uh, good thing I'm safe in the pit. He is, <laughs> he is going to try to plug the cleric in the chest. Oh! And he rolls a twelve plus nine. What? Is twenty one versus that's, your AC? That's sufficient. My, my AC is sixteen. Okay. What's AC? Arm class. Oh, okay. I'll show you. That's basically what you're winning. So no more Thaco, huh? We haven't had Thaco in two editions. Yeah, catch, oh, catch us. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Thaco. Yeah, you don't have to look up any charts or anything. It's very simple. Um, you just compare your result to uh, defense. <laughs> so you just got shot in the chest? He Apparently. Did, and he got shot in the chest for nine points of damage. What? Oh! Jeez. Jim is disappointed. Physician, heal thyself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle that. All right, and then he cackles maniacally. Was that was that his minor action? Uh, that's a free action. Cackling, <laughs> cackling is a free action. As we can cackle as many times as you want per round. Yeah, even on other people's turns. Uh, and now it's Binwin's turn. Uh, so oh, did he? Guess what, Binwin? At the start of your turn, if you are being attacked by a swarm, it gets to make uh, an attack against you. So it still killed a swarm. Wow. Uh, you badly damaged it, but it's still still around. Wow. Uh, there are lots of dead rats down there now, and there are a lot more living ones. Uh, however, the rats only roll a 13 versus your armor class. Well, that's 17. So they're not able to chew they're just crawling. past your armor. Yeah. So you may go. Now, uh, is this this is considered one enemy, so a cleave yes. would not help me here. Because I can't correct. cut through one rat to hit another. Correct. Well, I, so I guess I'm just going to swing at these guys as okay. I can. Why don't you just climb up the rope? Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, because there's Jim a... wants you to put your head on a swivel. Yeah. Get out of the, like, Listen, the I'll tell you why I'm not going to climb out that rope. <laughs> because I just heard... <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I can take the rats. Jim requests your services at the top of the pit, sir. No, all right, so I am going to go up the rope. Okay. Well, hold on a second. No, I can't go up the rope. Why can't you? Because the guy that was holding it just got shot in the chest with an I'm, arrow. I'm still holding it. You are still holding it. All right. Uh, wow, you, damn. You, you took a chat. <laughs> he, he is an adventurer. He is of stronger stuff. I'm a CEO. <laughs> All, right. All right. If the rope is available, I'm going right up it. Uh, okay. I need you to make a strength check. Oh, to see if he's able to hold yes. our door. All it is is a flat d20 roll plus half your level, which is... Can I help? Plus your uh, strength modifier. Can't Jim, like, grab the rope? Which too? is... Uh, is your strength even up? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's ignoring you. My level. Can I not grab the rope? <laughs> uh, no, because no. you chose to act differently. You did not say in your turn, I'm going to grab the rope. It's all right. I, I should be so. able to do it. Right. And if not, you know, all right. we'll get, we'll get another hard dwarf. Strength, yeah. <laughs> Just success. Right. That's 16. Okay. <laughs> so so it's like, chunk, oh, ooh. <laughs> All right, so you're able to basically pull yourself up outside the pit. You can't end your movement in his square. Right. You could try to pull yourself up onto this square yeah. or somewhere back here. Let's let's go here. Okay. And this is a pillar, right? That's yeah. Okay. They'll give you some yeah, cover. So you got some cover. Am, am I aware that the goblin's there? Or the... Uh, you have reason to believe that... <laughs> I was shot with they... a <laughs> and... <laughs> um... <laughs> Make a perception check to see if you can actually pick right. his location. It's not a hard one because he sort of revealed himself. Awesome. Then perception is two, so that's a uh, thirteen. Okay. Yeah, you do see him. He's not cackling anymore when he sees you. <laughs> he stops. Good. He looks worried. Do you still have more turn left, or was that his turn? Uh, he basically did everything he was going to do. Oh, Binwin's turn. Uh, Binwin, basically, you've just used a move action. Okay. So you have a couple choices. 
you have nothing close to you to attack, you could use your attack action to take another move if you want. Uh, I see. Get up on him? Yeah. Uh, what's your speed? Where would I find that? It's under racial traits. Speed is five squares. Okay. <laughs> that makes you so heavy. one, two, th- I can easily get in front of them. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, this guy's going down. Really scared. So you're bearing down on him. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm the, rat pissed. The, we're back at the top. Uh, we are back at the top with Omen. Okay. Now, uh, Lance of Faith is a brilliant ray of light that sears my foe with golden radiance. Sparkles of light linger around the target, guiding my eyes' attack. So this is a ranged attack. Can I do this attack through? My ally. Yes. That's okay? Yes. Okay. If then it's I'm, a ranged attack, absolutely. Then that's exact, I'm pretty short. Then that's ex- yeah, I guess that's true. So is he. <laughs> you guys are roughly equivalent in stature. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and do that. That is attack plus three versus reflex. Okay. Oh, oh my, my god. This is this wow. is incredible. I okay. wish we were filming this because people aren't going to believe that these are natural 20s. Okay, but they are natural. So that means I deal a critical hit. Yes, which so is, maximum damage. Right, so 1d8 plus three, we're talking about 11 points. Ow. And so not only has he dealt eleven points. Oh, I just got that girl's shirt. Yeah, isn't it great? She had the shirt with the dice that said yes, they're natural. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. And the Lance of Faith is great because it confers a plus two on on whoever I choose yes. to attack. And I think he'll be fine to do the attack. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna confer that to Mike. Okay. What did you give me? Um I give you a plus two against this target. So my attack Gives an ally plus two. He buffed you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on your, on your next attack, if you attack that dude, you get a plus two on top of any other bonuses you get. But did you deal damage to him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Max damage. So you're perhaps a little surprised. This uh, tough goblin, he's not bloodied by that attack. He must have wow. more hit points. That, than that you. comes as a surprise to me. Yes, yes, you're right. But we don't know how many. Uh, you don't know how many hit points. I will tell you, I'm sort of uh, obliged to tell you when a creature is bloodied. So that you have a clue that he okay. is, at but half eleven is, but he has more than twenty-two hit right. points total. Yes. Okay. So you should. Yeah. So it's my turn. And it's Jim's turn. All right, Jim. Jim, I guess I don't understand. What's you can do? Shouldn't it. I constantly be doing a perception check? No. Just to make sure we're not being surrounded or something like that. Uh, like, you you could absolutely you could make another perception check um, on top of all your other actions to. Like, I guess I don't understand. Why s- wouldn't I always be doing that at the beginning of every turn? Uh. Mostly because, well, there's you could, you absolutely could, if if you were a, that type of character who was very concerned about uh, people sneaking up on you or whatever, you could make a perception check. Yeah, I mean, Jim, now, Jim, Dark Magic may be paranoid. Uh, fourth, fourth edition introduces a, a a concept which is called the passive perception check, oh, okay. and that is that if you decide not to roll a perception check and something is going to like sneak up on you and stab you in the back. Uh, your passive perception may give you a chance to see that creature even if you don't roll consciously. Okay. Um, but as a human, I am decisive and rash, so yes. I'm not going to roll a perception. Okay. Uh, so now, playing. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. So no, you have it. all kinds of stuff you can do. Yeah, listen. I, no, I'm excited. I know my character. All right. LTP. Uh, so I have magic missile. I don't understand this special... Mm-hmm. This power can be used to make ranged basic attacks. Yes. Let me explain that. It won't. It's not really important here. I mean, it's a great effect to use on this goblin, and I hardly encourage it. But uh, there is a special situation in the game called uh, the opportunity attack. Uh-huh. When you try to move past an enemy or uh, move away from an enemy 
that enemy may get what's called an opportunity attack, basically a free attack against you, not on their turn, on yours. A wizard can use magic missile uh, to make opportunity attacks. So if a, if a monster tries to skirt around you to get behind you... I can give them a little shot You can give them a free missile. shot with the magic missile. Right. So basically they're saying that it's... It's it is a ranged yes. it, it is a ranged normally, magical attack. Normally you can only But it doesn't do a lot of damage. Right. But normally you can only do that kind oh, wait, of thing. Two D four is pretty good. It's not too bad. If you're normally you can only do that kind of thing if you're holding a melee weapon like a sword or a dagger or something. So wizards get a so wizards. My other option is a ray of frost which which could slow yes. him. And what does slow mean in this slow context? Slow means that his movement drops to two. Oh, so he couldn't run away really. He would have a tough time getting away from you. Okay, but he's, you're already in his face. I'm right there. And if he ran him. away, it would probably provoke a, an attack of opportunity. An opportunity attack like for we me. About. It could. Okay, on how I'm going to cast Magic Missile. All right. Uh, so this hits one target. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do is I roll for my attack, which is yes. plus four versus his reflex. Yes. You get a plus two from the cleric, you remember. Right, well, that counts yeah, in addition. Now it in kicks in. So 15 plus 4 is 19, plus your plus 2 is 21. Right. 21 hits him. You may roll damage. Here are your d4s. So essentially, that first roll was to see if I missed or not. Yes. But I am hitting him, and now we're seeing... How much damage? Now you roll damage. Okay, I think I get it. So, what kind of dice is this? Bottom number. D4. This is so weird. I mean, he makes comics for a living. I've I've never met someone as nerdified as you are already. That's never like you didn't I wasn't know this type of nerd. I was a video yeah. game nerd. That's so cool, though. Like this is a brand new it's experience like for you. D four. Yeah. In any case, you read a D four on the bottom. D fours are weird. Okay. Three so and one. A three and a one. Yeah. Plus any other bonus. So that's four. That. Plus four for my force damage is eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you do eight, eight points of damage. Now yeah. I assume he's bloody. Now he is bloody. Yeah, if you kill this guy before I can swipe at him, I'm going to be no, mad. No, he won't have an opportunity. So, okay. now, so, now, so now it's his it's, turn. Yes. Oh, by the way, you notice those rats are not coming up out of the pits. Wait a second, wait a second. I launch a silvery bolt of force at the enemy. That you do. And he shrieks Bravo. in pain when you hit him. <clears throat> oh, and you lit up the hall a bit. A little bit. That magic the missile. The reason I'm sort of drawing this is because the goblin is going to beat feet. Mm-mm. No, Facing sir. Facing off against the dwarf is not the his idea is no. of fun. And you can see back aways that the it sort of opens up into a larger area. All right. This goblin is... Well, let me think. How brave is he going to be? You did fall on your face in the pit. It's true. are still shaking the rats out of your armor. Uh, he will back up to there as his move action. Reload his crossbow. Point it at your face <laughs> and fire. Uh, he rolls an 11 plus 9 is 20. Are you kidding? What is up with this goddamn goblin? I don't know. My armor class is 17, this so that's a hit. This goblin is a crossbow specialist. He, is... he could be fucking cheating back there, though. We don't know. No, I, I don't think he would. I right there. He rolled oh, he right rolled outside the screen. Yeah. These are incredible. This is the... Do some DMs roll it behind the screen? Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's it's we encourage DMs to do that. You have to have a certain level of trust in your DM. If you don't, then... Because he's like 20, 20, 20, 20. Like. Yeah. Your DM is not your enemy in this game. He is... <laughs> he, yeah. he there is are the... very few people uh, in uh, that aren't professional DMs like this guy that, that don't understand that. But yeah, the DM is not supposed to be... Uh, he okay. does six points of damage to you with that crossbow. How are you looking damage-wise? I'm at 20. 
Yeah, so I'm not, it. He's I'm not bloodied yet. Yeah, supposedly. Yes. But also... While I, mean, I, while I am playing the monsters and the bad guys, uh, and I'm sort of... My goal is to really sort of drive the story and make sure that the whole group is having fun and a good time and you're doing cool stuff. Exactly. Because that's the other way that those dice rolls can go behind the screen. Is that when I used to DM, I would fake it both ways whenever, you know, whenever I needed it. I'm not supposed to eat my donut into the microphone. Right. But, do it! But that's how I would do it. Mm. I, I would... Ah. Uh, <laughs> I would fake it in the player's favor just as often. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Can we so, get back to this crossbow quarrel bolt in my face? I know you'd like to act, so by all means, show him how it's done uptown. Oh, it's going to happen. So, uh, what am I fighting with? I guess I should know that. It is in... I have a maul. I have five daggers. So um, what? Remind me what a maul is, because clearly a maul is basically a big ass hammer. Okay. Oh yes. Big two hammer. It's the classic. Now Meet I'm gonna have to make a movement to get back up to him, right? Yes. And then swing. Yes. All right. He's gonna get bin wind. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's a natural one. Let me tell you about the natural one. It doesn't matter what you add to that roll; it's always gonna miss. What is happening? Critical failure. I just did an epic fail. No. Jim, Jim listen, Jim, I don't want to hear any shit from the Jim contingency. <laughs> okay, well, that was awesome. All God right. dang. Then we come back to the top. Omen. Gold earn it. Jump over the edge. Yep. Throw the crossbow bolt that was in your shoulder into the pit. All right. I'm going to deliver a healing strike. Nice. To this creature. Okay. Plus three versus AC. They get hosed. And, uh... I can give you healing. Good job. Wow, and awesome. See, so, so I can heal and attack with the yeah, same Yeah, one of the ability. great uh, kind of revelations with the cleric is that they don't just... In, in previous iterations, the cleric was kind of a healing machine. He'd walk around healing everybody else, and they'd all have fun attacking stuff, and he would just be healing and healing and healing. Now the cleric can do all of his cool healing and still do attacks and damage on top of it all. So, yay! Okay. Hey, no. It says that as a cleric, I can channel divinity, mm-hmm. and those are marked red like the other encounter powers. Now, right. do I use those? If I use my encounter power, that's I use one encounter power per encounter, independent yeah. of whether or not it's divinity or whatever. Right? right? Yeah. So if it's red. It's one time. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hopefully, this will work out. Probably not. No. Eh. Oh. That's seven. Uh, seven is not going to hit any of his defenses. I'm afraid. Uh, and. And so there's no healing. There's no healing. Uh, unless it says otherwise. Uh, no. Uh, in addition, you were one okay. ally within five squares of you. Yeah, you have to That was incredibly bad. Yes. Uh, Jim. I know. It's, it's all... It, <laughs> it's up it's, to you, Jim. It's all in the dark... It's all in the dark magic clan. <laughs> Look at it. Natural 20s. Jim, Jim, Jim thinks clean. you guys are lucky he's here. Jim has to clean up again. Story of Jim's life. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm just hold on. I need a second to read my absolutely my stuff here. Your abilities. So I mean, this we may be coming up on the end of this encounter, which is why I dished out that. Healing. I see what right. you're saying. So that the reds are something. Once he's down, assuming there's not something in the wing we didn't see, <coughs> until right. we roll initiative again, it's still one encounter. Would that be considered a, a new encounter though, if a new enemy approaches us? Not unless we have to re-roll initiative. If you're still in, if a new enemy enters this combat this in progress, combat. then it becomes part of. See, because we're still a part of the rat encounter. He yeah. was a new enemy in that first encounter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to we need to put this guy down quick. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, it's time. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do burning hands. Hmm. Okay, that is a close 
power. You have I to think, touch him. Right? Oh, I have to. Yeah. I'm so sorry. what that so actually close, close, close blast. Let me tell you about the close, close blast. Close blast five. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, a blast radiates out from you to fill a number of squares, and it starts with you. So just taking you off the map for a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a close blast five is a five by five AOE. area. And it has to be touching either your corner or your face. So you could do it like here or over here. But it's 25 squares. But it's 25 squares. So that's, that's, an, that's why that's an encounter the, power. The problem with using it here is if your allies are in that area, they're going to get singed by it as well. Oh, okay. I don't want to cast Burning Hands. So no. unless, he was, unless he was right in his face and yes. targeted it off the corner. Right. Right here. Yes. So if you one, two, three, and frankly, four, that's a five. good power to keep if you have multiple opponents to burn. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand. And there'll be goblins. Uh, I guess. And remind so, me, uh, remind me, because I think in in traditional D anD D, the 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 mages, the spellcasters, would never uh, enter combat. But these days, it's more of a check out Gandalf with a sword, they actually get up into it, too, and do melee every once in a while. Uh, they could. I mean, it is still sort of the purview of the wizard to be cautious, because the wizard is wearing, you know, soft armor, and he's going to get hurt, because he yeah. doesn't have a lot of hit points. Uh, wizards are intended to be guys who kind of stand in the second rank behind the fighters and sling stuff, throw stuff. Okay. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to stay right where I am and cast Magic Missile. All right. Pop him another one. So nine plus four is thirteen against his reflex. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, he's got a reflex defense higher than thirteen, so that misses. Oh, this guy is confounding us. Rubbing off on him. <laughs> uh, that was just an attack action for you. You could move if you wanted to, unless you're happy where you are. What's a sunrod? A sunrod is an alchemical device. It's like a flare almost. You sort of snap it, and it gives off this light. So you can use it like a torch. Yes, it's a brighter than a torch, actually. So we'll we'll crack one of those out after this mm-hmm. encounter. Yeah, you could take one of those out as a minor action, and strike it on the pillar, and it would light. And What's you, a feat? A feat is something that you get feats as you gain levels. You start off with some feats too. They're they're sort of like power ups for your character. Uh, they're always on. Once you have them, you just get the ability, it and counts. you have it forever. It's a it's a special talent that you have. Okay. And- Dif- What's what's a cantrip? A cantrip is like a minor magical effect. So so these are tricks that you can play I yes. on enemies, and they're, and they're green, so they're at will as well. You mm-hmm. can use those anytime. Yeah. So you can you can trick them into thinking there's a sound. Right. But oh. that would I would have had to do that. <clears throat> instead yes. Of yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So he but he can create light. He can cast light. Absolutely. Yeah. You can and cast a light on the end of your staff or on your uh, uh, your. Okay, well, so that could be our torch. Jim's not going to move. Jim likes okay, he likes having the pit between the him and... Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's a good call. Okay. In that case... F this munchkin. I know. Uh, from back in this room, this little guy gets some support. Oh. Son of a bee! Coming out of the darkness. The darkness. Jim is glad he stayed where he is. Clutching a spear is another screaming... Running? Gold, and he comes charging at the cleric. Pointy, I'm ready. Pointy end forward. Uh, he rolled a 14. To that, he adds... Oh, no. Six. So 20 versus That's AC. plenty, yeah. He does three points of damage with his little crude woodshot spear. Jim says he will notify your wives. Hmm. This little dude, he's going to back up... For mistresses. <laughs> yeah. He is not happy 
with the cleric right now because he's so he's able close. to he's, he's able to move that five foot step without incurring an attack of opportunity. You can always because... you can always shift one square without uh, provoking any opportunity attacks. If he moved any farther than that, he would take opportunity I attacks. See. Uh, but you have screwed him because he's too close to use his crossbow without getting thumped. Good. So he is going to have to drop it, switch to his inferior short sword. And stab? And stab you in the knees. Uh, and he rolls a six and adds six to that and gets a total of 12 against AC. That's not going to do it. All right, you block him. Thank the Lord. Thank okay. you. Specifically, Evandra. Yes. She's the queen. All right. And then it is Binwin's turn. All right. Well... You need to work it. Yeah, I want to cleave. So yes, if I can. if I come up, mm -hmm. I can cleave. I can hit him and cleave through to him. Absolutely. Correct? This is a fighter power. Right. Which, if he hits the first guy, he automatically deals some damage to the second guy. Um, nine plus six. That's true. So we'll be okay here. We'll be all right. I don't. I don't want this damn goblin to get away. Well, no, he won't get away. So we're talking about fifteen. Where does that put us? 15 is exactly what you need to hit this little goblin. Versus armor class, yeah. So you hit him. Do your do your worst. So this is uh, 2d6? Yeah. Mm, yep. Plus 3. Well, oh, that's jacked dice. I would reroll that. <laughs> I don't... How jacked was that? Pretty jacked. So uh, 6, 9, uh, 9 to the first, and... Uh, Somehow he is still alive. 3 to the... And the other guy takes three? Yeah. yeah. All right. Is he bloodied? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's the first guy, first guy is very, very bloodied. Okay. In fact, he's... Teetering. You're pretty sure that swing may have even broken one of his bones. Yeah. And then, after Binwin lands his mighty blow, we're back to Omen. What about Jim? Well, after, he, he, after goes, Omen. he goes last. Yeah. So now it's back up to me. The order is you. Omen, Jim, oh, right. Monsters, yeah. Binwin. <laughs> You're hungry to, to get moving? Uh... Okay. Uh, my healing strike is gone. F. Oh, that's a once of an encounter. Yeah, and I missed it. Um, I can use healing word, but it's like there's no time. Okay. Healing uh, word is a minor action for you. It is? So you can do that in addition to a standard. What? Oh, man. That's great news. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to use healing word then. Okay. As a minor action, which allows me to spend a healing surge and gain an additional... 1d6 hit points on top of that. Okay, you want to use that on yourself? Yeah, exactly. And okay. the healer's lore class feature allows me to add an additional three. Splendid. Okay, so... All right, so you can get the pile of hit points back. Yeah, yeah. So my so, healing surge is six. So you get six points plus... Plus d6. Yeah. Three, nine, plus, another plus three. three, which is 12. 12 points back. Oh. And now you can attack. Oh, jeez. That was getting... That was getting... Whoa. Bad. <laughs> that was getting bad. <laughs> well, essentially, I use my healing surge. Yep. And because I'm a cleric, I can roll. I give you an additional d6 on top of your surge when I heal you. So it isn't just your surge. I actually buff your yeah. surge as well. Okay. And because I know a lot about healing, I get an extra bonus on top of that. So I that don't have a class feature. That would apply to you, too. Oh, class, class features are up here. I see yeah, yeah. Different. Like your cantrips are class features. So uh, anyway, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock this. Uh, goblin right here, the the bloodied one, okay. with the Lance of Faith. Oh, he's so unhappy. Uh, Lance of Faith is a ranged attack. Oh, it's only ranged, isn't so it? So if you want to use it, I would suggest that you back up. Back up square one square. As a move, and then attack him. So you've had a full round, because now you've healed yourself, move. backed up, and <laughs> done now, a minor you're, now you're attacking him. Here, so I stand back, out okay. comes the Lance. There's one, right? 
I think so. What's on the other side of that? 20. Yeah, that's an auto miss. F. Okay. Yeah, that's too bad. That would have been cool. This is... Things are not going well, guys. Jim. It's up to you, Jim. That goblin is ready for you. You got one goblin who's just had the crap kicked out of him, and he's looking all messed up, and then the other one is pretty fresh, other than a cut he got across his face from the dwarf. Okay, there's a couple of things Jim would like to do. Okay. Am I using my wand when I cast these spells? Or will it tell me if I'm using my wand? Because uh, apparently I have wand of accuracy. Once per encounter, yep. as a free action, I gain plus two bonus on a single attack. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's when you're using your wand. You take your wand out, you point it, and you basically send one of your powers through the wand, and the wand improves the accuracy of the attack. So I, did, I decide when I want to use yeah. it. Yeah, you for do. encounter. It's like, an extra, it's like an extra encounter power. So It's good for those must-hit situations, yeah. But he's he's looking pretty bad. He's pretty roughed up. Oh yes, yeah. He's you think one good hit will take him down? Now one bad hit might take him down. Yeah. I will then use my wand of accuracy to cast magic missile. All right. On this guy. All right. Yeah. The magic missile shoots out of the wand, hopefully with deadly precision. Ooh. I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> plus one. four. Plus four. Versus his reflex. And then plus an additional two from the accuracy. I thought that was just damage. Once per encounter is a free action, you gain plus two bonus on a single attack roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's eight, ten. Yeah, so it's nine. No, it's four. ten. Plus four is eight. eight. Plus, plus two, two is ten. Is ten. ten. Uh, sadly, ten does versus not hit reflex. reflex Son of the bitch. God, Jim, this is the worst company Jim ever. Jim whistles and backs out of the key. No, 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 Do I still have a free action that I can do? Uh, you've mm. only done an attack, uh, standard action so far, so you have, you can move and do a minor action, um, I Do my can, are my, my cantrips minor actions? Uh, what do they say? Do they say standard, minor? But they're green, so they... Well, green just tells you how often in a day you can use them, but the type of action they are... Oh, I see. Standard action? Standard action. Minor action. action. So minor action ones you can do in addition to attacks. Oh, so I can't do my ghost sound. No. Then I am spent. All right. God, here they come. It's the attack of the goblins. It is their attack. This guy here is going to move to there and egg his friend on. Actually, what he is going to do is he's going to take one move to go to there to get out of the range of the dwarf, and then he is going to use his second attack action as a move to beat feet. Oh, you blew. And he runs off into the darkness. Oh, bastard. What if that was Iron Tooth? Did anyone check his teeth? <laughs> I should have rolled Perception and look at his teeth. We're checking the teeth there. All right. Uh, this guy, he looks over his shoulder, watches his friend run away, and then uh, nervously attacks the dwarf. Uh, he rolled a 15. He adds 6 to that for a total of 21. Dang. These are tough goblins. And he does 4 points of damage to you. Yikes. You mean you roll plus 6. Like these... <laughs> well... And we should have played goblins. Like Bin Bin. Your turn. Yes, it's my turn. All right. Since this encounter is going to end soon, and I want to make it easier for you guys, since we're going back to the top, I'm going to spinning sweep this MFR. Do you know what that is? No, tell it. I spin beneath my enemy's guard with a long, powerful cut, and then I sweep my leg through his, and instant later to knock him head over heels. It makes him prone. Excellent. Yeah, so we should be able to clean him up. All right, make your attack roll. Yes! Uh, now, we're, now we're moving. 16. Plus 
Six, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's going to hit him. Twenty-two. Twenty-two armor class, which is two d six plus three, and he's prone. Oh wow! Yeah, he got hosed. So what's the total on there? Uh, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. 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 Nine. It's nine. Uh, ten, twelve. Twelve. What? Oh, okay. Plus three, right? Yeah, right. Nine plus three is twelve. That is enough to bloody him. So he is bloodied and And prone. prone. I've set him up sweet for you boys. Yeah, it costs him a move action to stand up from prone, so that's good. He'll have a hard time getting away from you. Okay, that's great. And now, we're back to Omen. All right. Well. Now, if you attack him with a melee attack, you will get a plus two bonus to hit him because he's prone. Because he's laying down. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good to me. Do you have a... I a do. I have a mace. Weapon? Excellent. So here it comes. Mace to the face. It's a classic technique. Son of the... You can't roll for shit. I can't. What are we talking about here? 9, 10? That's, that ain't gonna cut it. That's with the plus two? Yeah, that's with the plus two. You're very sad. All right. Here's the bad news. What? There's bad news? Uh, this goblin, because he's a goblin and they're little bastards, um, has a special ability. That is, if you miss him with a melee attack, you die. he can shift. So he's going to move away from you. Crawl? He's going to scamper and crawl his way. Uh, to give himself some room. Is he still prone? Yes. Yeah, he's just skittering, I guess. Yes, essentially he just sort of tumble, rolls out of the way of your blow. All right, so Mike needs to finish this guy. Yes, and so we come to Jim. All right, Jim is going to cast Magic Missile. Okay. So I get plus two because he's prone? Uh, not on a ranged attack. In fact, on a ranged attack, he is harder to hit because he's prone. So I get a minus? Yes, minus two. Okay. He's real good. He's less of a target when he's lying flat on his stomach. Eleven plus four, is fifteen. That would minus hit him. Unfortunately, because he's prone, that misses. This is the worst party. I set him up for you. Guys you guys actually like get together and do this for fun. Yeah. What you guys really need are two more members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be owning these guys. Uh, so he stands up over there. Little bastard. Uh. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Kill the entire party. <laughs> Apparently. We're not going to leave this room. I'm falling in pits. We're getting owned by two goblins. <laughs> He's going to back up into the... And these the, are the stupid actually, goblins they keep up here to guard the door. He will stay where he is, and he will hurl a, a javelin at you. Why? Who's you? At, at uh... Oh, I think... We've both been swinging. He's, I'm sure he's pissed in general. Yeah, he is. Uh, he'll attack the cleric. <laughs> he rolled a natural one. Awesome. Finally, a break. Yeah. Okay, so it's back back to me. And it is Binwin's turn. All right. It is time to... Uh... Binwin, bronze bottom. Yep. I'm just going to swing at him with my maul. You're going to move up? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Okay. And I'm obviously going to miss. Yes. With this natural three. We're a bunch of idiots. This is, you're a bunch of Johnny come lately. God, this is He's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, do you have Dice a... are sometimes unkind. When Kiko edits this together, oh, yeah. have him put yakety sacks to this encounter. So, I'm ready to go. And I, I am with the Lance of Faith, so the hope with this plus two will help someone. All right. Do you have to move up? No, uh, no range. it's range. Oh. I have to stay back, actually. Basically fires this ray of golden light. That hopefully hits him right in the face. Oh, man. Oh, man, your rolls. Just not good. Plus three. Nine? Nine is a miss. All right. 
Jim is tired of this shit. He better be. And Jim is taking it to 11. To the next level? To the next level. The acid arrow? No. Ah. That's my daily power. I, I'm, <laughs> are we going to take a nap after this? <laughs> All right, guys, I'm spent. <laughs> Let's go. The bed roll out. All right, Jim is casting magic missile, this time for real. All right. Hey. There we go. 15 plus 4 is 19. Hits. Bam. I launch a silvery bolt of force at my enemy. Make it happen. 2d4. Yes. 3 and a 3, that's 6, plus 4 is 10. Bam. Some Thank God. Happened. All right. Uh, he uh, is staggered by that, and it looks like a stiff wind might blow him over at this point. But he is still to his feet. <laughs> Unfortunately. He his part. Yeah. So is it, is it, is it Bronze Bottom? Uh, uh, it is its turn. It's his turn. Goblin. Uh, it will take a desperate uh, stab with its spear at the dwarf. Uh, however, he only rolls a 13 versus AC. That's not going to hit you. No. No. All right. Now all right. it's time to finish it. in. Put, bring them all down. Bring them all down on top of the gob. <sighs> no, we may be okay here. okay, right? Plus yeah. We'll be all right. Plus six. Where, where, where am I finding Plus this? Okay, so what, what, what attack are you doing? Are you using a, a green power attack? Yeah, are you using your reaping your, strike? Uh, at will. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. I can't use a cleave because there's no other enemy. Oh, you so, yeah. Reaping Strike would be the one. Reaping Strike is a good choice. Well, because... but I don't have a puncture weapon. Eh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All yeah, right. That's flavor text. Very, very good. So, yes, I will Reaping Strike. Okay. The, so, it's a wicked jab, and it adds six. The cool thing about the Reaping Strike power, by the way, for the fighter is for those who can't roll worth a damn. You're guaranteed to at least do some damage because even on a miss, you deal damage. three damage. Oh, okay, cool. Oh. See, I've been avoiding it because I didn't. I was waiting to pick up a javelin or something to <laughs> reap with. <laughs> you, you you wanted to be true or a sickle? Well, it said my scything attacks, and I well, a scything attack is a is a slashing attack. Okay, I just don't understand words that are big. Um, so yeah, so sixteen versus armor class. That's a hit. All right. I, think I did. Come on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna two d six plus three m. Oh, shit. Four? Four uh, plus three is... Uh, oh, yeah. All right. You decapitate him. Oh. With, a, with a maul, which is actually hard to do. Yes. All right, now I see why you guys play this. <laughs> All right. We you, killed some goblins. Yeah. We you killed have, one goblin. You have, you've killed one goblin. Yay. Another one has fled into the darkness. So are we done? The... You are out <laughs> of the encounter. Now, now that you're actually out of the encounter, you guys who have taken damage can spend healing surges to get your hit points back up. Out of combat, now you can spend as many as you want to spend. Um, you know how many you have per day. I see. Uh, every time you spend one, you get back a quarter of your full hit points. That's I need to take a total bio is. real quick while I heal. I'm fine. All right. I'm healed as well, so you can do your thing. Well, I'll need to... You, so you so you how many hit points? I'm at 16. So to get back up to 31, I'd have to spend at least three surges, is what you're uh, saying? You get back seven each time, so... Right, so... Yeah. Now, so, you may be happy to spend two and be, like, two hit points down. I'm fine with that, because that gives me four. I mean, yeah, 14, okay. right? So, all right. It seems a waste of a healing surge, too. Yeah, no. You don't want to... I'm so bad at the simplest math. Like, what is 14 plus 16? I have never yeah. done this shit. Yeah, that's 30. That puts me one hit point down. I can handle it. And um, normally, when you run out of healing surges... That's your indication to say, okay, maybe now I should stop and yeah. rest for the day, go home, rejuve, come back later.
Thanks for listening to Dungeon Delve. Congratulations! You made it! You get 1,000 XP. Let us know what you think on iTunes with a rating or a review, or by tweeting at wizards underscore DND. If it's a low review, don't bother posting it. Don't be a dick. And if you want more D&D, subscribe to Dragon Talk, the official D&D podcast. Or check out the Dragon Plus app on iOS, Android, or on the web at dragonmag.com. The adventure continues in the next episode of Dungeon Delve.